What's up, Paper Cup? Kamusta? How have you been? It's been a while, but I am back and I love making these podcast episodes. I am trying, you know. <laughs> There's a lot going on um, and I'm trying to build a business. But at the same time, I just have a lot of thoughts also that I really want to spill to you guys right now. And I know that this is going out to um, a generally public audience, but also audiences that are very interested. No, um, But if you are not in the mood to listen to something super solidly Christian, um, then feel free to click out and find another episode or another thing to listen to because this will be an episode about spiritual warfare. If you're interested in this, then keep listening. I'm Nate Punzalan, your host of um, what the Nate Punzalan podcast. Is that what I call it? This is episode number four, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Yon, so I have been thinking about spiritual warfare and studying it in my free time as much as I can over the past two weeks because a lot of things have been happening, uh, not just in my personal life, but some mga friends ko from different circles, which is seemingly coincidental, but you know, I read into it and I really think it's a sign, at least a reminder that I should be praying for the next generation and praying against spiritual forces. And then looking at what's been happening sa, sa bansa natin uh, and, and around the world, it just makes sense for me. And here is a disclaimer, you know, my usual politically correct disclaimer that I don't mean to be super mystical about spiritual warfare. You know me, you know that you mga practical tips that I give on my YouTube channel when it comes to faith. Uh, I, I don't try to be... Oh, Holy Spirit, you know. But I try to be as Bible-based as possible. And the Bible does emphasize the spiritual war more than physical war. And there might be a few things here that are doctrinally debated upon, but yung goal ko naman is to encourage, not to debate, not to push forward a certain, you know, belief, but just to encourage everyone sa Christian community. One house, many rooms. So regardless sa denomination mo, uh, I hope, you get something from this. And again, I'm not an expert. I'm just super interested. So I study a lot in my free time. I started by studying probably the most famous verse sa buong Bible about spiritual warfare. It comes from Ephesians 6. I'll read verses 10 to 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil not of other men, but of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand firm. Paul, uh, and I think most of the biblical authors and, and even scholars agree you know, that when he's saying stuff like this here, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, he implies that we're not supposed to, you know, be wrestling against other human beings at this point because Jesus uh, died to redeem all of mankind. And when I say mankind, I mean creatures made in the image and likeness of God. And of every human being made in God's image is holy. And God loves everyone and wants to redeem everyone. So, we're not supposed to be fighting against other men and women, against other human beings. We're supposed to be 
fighting against the spirits and the spiritual forces, the lies and the deception especially of Satan. You know, they are trying to manipulate other human beings to do things that either um, go against the kingdom of God or go against other people. Anyway, uh, let's measure macro. Let's zoom in, not to yung personal experience. Ko. Two weeks ago, a lot of friends from my different circles started to have nightmares and they couldn't sleep. It was very interesting uh, because a lot of friends, they reported increasing anxiety. They reported increasing depressive attacks and mental health struggles. Pati sa akin, I would start to get lonely in the middle of the day with no apparent reason. It was kind of weird um, because I know myself. I know that I don't experience that uh, as much anymore uh, compared to, syempre, I shared about my mental health struggles. Last year, I'm kind of over that, but suddenly I'm feeling stuff like that again, right? So my friends like Jericho Arceo and then a daughter of a pastor from our church uh, tried to kill herself, Jericho Arceo, um, a lot of anxiety attacks. Yung sister ko is going through a lot also. And, you know, even even nightmares, no? And other really close friends, even of Pauline. And it it's interesting that these are all people from different circles. I have a pastor friend from North Kalookan who woke up in the middle of the night sensing talaga that the Holy Spirit was sending a warning na, yo, there's an attack, there's an assault on the next generation and it could even involve witchcraft and this pastor from North Kalaokan talked to yung mga other pastor friends niya and he said yeah you know let's let's pray about that whether or not you know whoever it is that hears this and thinks that it's true or just wala lang you know um, the best thing that we can do regardless of the situation is to pray because prayer is powerful uh, and so yung pati yung pastors sa church ko dito sa fort and other what do you call it branches not branches other centers other local centers ng victory uh, around Metro Manila and so I would talk to you know student leaders from there and they sensed something similar that there was a sort of assault on the next generation and so. I can't say I have a complete understanding of the type of assault the enemy is launching against the next generation, but I'm major sure on If not, then at least I'm praying, right? And that's better better to pray than not to pray. Shampra, there's also the story of the 16-year-old girl uh, in Cebu, if I'm not mistaken, who was reportedly raped and killed and skinned to the skull, no? Which... Yeah, that's super brutal. Um, and reported then daw na tinanggal yung mga organs niya, including yung trachea niya and esophagus, if I'm not mistaken, pati yung dila niya tinanggal. And I think, no, um, if that is not... I I need to do more research on it, no? But for whatever happens, if it is a sign that the evil forces in the spiritual realm are trying to take away the identity and the voice of the next generation. Remember, she was skinned on her face to the skull and yung mga organs niya relating to speaking actually were also taken out. And I, I'm not gonna allow that. I'm not gonna allow my generation and the generation after me 
I'm not going to allow their voices and their identity to be stripped away by Satan's forces. And that's why I pray against that. I know that the enemy always tries his hardest before a breakthrough because he's scared of it. And I believe that this next generation, and I believe that young people today, which is you most probably listening right now. Hello, you listening right now. You are going to change the world. You have the power to change the world. You have the power to make an impact to the people around you and even to people that don't know you. Look at the power that we wield at our fingertips today. Everyone has a little computer box in his or her pocket or bag, right? And this smartphone, especially with all the data and LTE capabilities, wherever you are, basically, you can put something out there that anyone in the world with a similar device can read. And if that is a word that speaks life, then you can influence life in the lives of others. If it's a word that speaks death, deception, fear, then you're making an impact also in the world, but in a negative way. And we got to look at the way we're using our platforms. And, you know, that mindset, that thinking is something that really fuels the way that I use my platforms. So, you know, I really feel like itong generation and the next generation, with the power of the internet and modern technology, we can change the world, man. Look at all the influencers today. One of the greatest powers is the power of the mind. I believe that one of the greatest powers is the power of the mind and the power to influence your mind and the minds of others. Um, look at what it says in Second Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, which we already discussed. About. This is Paul again in another, in another letter talking about spiritual warfare. The warfare natin is not to... Um, it's not with our flesh and it's not on other people. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So it, it's kind of weird for me when I was reading this. Na parang, okay, war, you know, uh, we're not waging war according to the flesh, the weapons of our warfare have divine power to destroy strongholds. And what I love about this is hindi yung parang the weapons of our warfare have uh, substantial or sufficient capability to damage other spirits. You know, it's divine power to destroy, like utterly destroy other strongholds and not just single spirits, but strong. So I feel like we have like these missile launchers no? inside of us spiritually especially when we pray especially when we speak the word of god when we speak life to other people and you know it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and what i found weird is we take every thought captive to obey christ so it starts talking about arguments other opinions against the knowledge of god and thoughts i'm like wait a minute i thought it, it's a war, right? So we got to be launching weapons. We got to be praying for destruction upon the enemy. You know, we got to be praying for defense against mental health and whatever. But why are we talking about thoughts and opinions now? The reason is because Satan is a deceiver. And his main weapon is lies and deception. And every other thought and opinion that goes against the knowledge of God is Satan's weapon to deceive you and manipulate your mind. I feel like when our mind is transformed according to the pattern of the world, 
our life is transformed according to the pattern of the world. And of course, that's not good. When our mind is transformed to the pattern of God, then our lives are transformed to the pattern of God. And that's good. Uh, what I learned recently is that the biblical definition for heart does not actually mean emotional core. You know how now, in especially because of all the Disney movies and stuff, like, oh, just believe in your heart or follow your heart. Uh, what your heart, where your heart leads is the whatever, like Kingdom Hearts. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3 now. It talks about that all the time. And the heart feels like it's so emotional, right? Uh, it seems like the way that modern contemporary culture has described the heart is uh, very emotional. And that's not actually what the biblical meaning of heart is. It does include the emotional core, but it's not just the emotional core. When the Bible says heart, it means seat of consciousness and it includes the mind. And I'm not going to do a whole theological study on this, but when the Bible says your heart, it means your whole consciousness, including your character, your personality, and your mind and your mindset. And that's why we have verses like be transformed by the re renewing of your mind. And we also have verses like guard your heart. You know, we use the word, you know, the, the term, yuma Christiano, we use the term guard your heart. Oh, guard your heart. Not time to fall in love yet. Nasa high school ka pa, so you gotta guard your heart. You know, uh, yeah, it can relate to love life, but that's not, I don't think that's why the verse was, uh, was written. I think the verse was written not just to guard our emotional core heart, but as a warning to guard our mind and our mindset and everything that enters our heart. Why? We guard our heart because it's the wellspring of life. It's what drives the direction of our life. So yung heart natin, yung mindset natin, if it's a mindset of victory, then you know, you'll know you see that people like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, like uh, successful, even the way that Steve Jobs you know, and Mark Zuckerberg, when you look at the way that they do... Ah, some, well, someone I admire is Anthony Pangilinan, the dad of Hannah. You talk to him, and his mindset is so its so uplifting. It's Whenever you talk to him, you have a conversation with him. Afterwards, you feel, you feel so energized, right? It, it, there are people you talk to, and you know that they have this mindset of victory, of life, of hustle in the good way. Um, and that's why they're so successful. On the other hand, you can meet people, uh, the way that you know they talk, and you talk to them, you sense their mindset is a little more chillax in the bad way um maybe even depressed maybe sad you know these people who always complain we always have that friend who just complains five times in one conversation you know and you, you just don't like it and you know that they have this complaining mindset and so they're not happy with their life uh, and i'm rambling about mind and mindset but that's how important it is your mindset is one of the most important things you have sabi nga ni steve maraboli which is not even a Christian, you know, his book is not even a Christian book, I think. No, the life, the truth, and being free. Once your mindset changes, everything on the outside will change along with it. And I believe that. I don't know if I explained that in the clearest way, but my thoughts are your mind and your mindset is so important to driving the direction of your life that Satan, his main weapon is deception and lies to manipulate your mindset to be aligned according, not to truth, but according to lies 
so that the direction of your life goes the wrong way. Um, that's the main point of my rambling over the past five minutes. He deceived Adam and Eve. Um, and, you know, he didn't actually say complete everything lies. No, he, he did explain that the fruit is a fruit that will make you like God. But, you know, I think the best lies are coated with a little bit of truth. And that's why we really need to stay vigilant. He deceives people that money is more important than relationships. Satan deceives us that social media is more important than real life or more important than homework. Uh, and he deceives us that suicide is the answer to our problems, some of us. And, and I pray that that's not the deception that is going into our minds today. I believe that a victorious mindset sees victory despite the circumstances. Now, sabi naman sa John 16 verse 33, I have said these things to you. This is Jesus. He's talking so that you may have peace in me. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I love it. Jesus said, it's, it's no doubt, you know. Like, in this world, you're going to have many troubles. There's going to be a lot of trials. There's going to be hard tests. There's going to be relationships that get toxic. There's going to be um, even financial problems. I don't know. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yung victory natin, it lies in something that is already finished, which is Jesus. He has overcome the world. He has died on the cross. And he has washed us clean. You can't change the past. Therefore, you can't change Satan's defeat. And if you keep this mindset that you can't change Satan's defeat and you can't change the fact that victorious tayo in Jesus, then we can take Jesus' word seriously that he has said these things to you that in us, no, it's Jolang. He has said these things to us that in him we may have peace. And when we think about that, we think about how Jesus overcame the world despite uh, everything and despite the troubles we're going through today. We will have peace. Resting in the truth is an amazing weapon. In fact, Paul references truth as the first and last components of the armor of God. It says in Ephesians 6 verse 14, I'm reading verse 14 to 18. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Notice how the belt of truth uh, holds all the other armor together. You know, it's a belt that holds it together. Um, and as shoes for your feet, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take, which, which I actually also like, I have to make a side comment on the shield of faith. Because it's described as one with which you can distinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, which are usually going to be lies. So when the, the evil one, when Satan throws lies at you, you got to put up your shield of faith, man. Increase your faith. Uh, make your faith big so that none of the lies are actually going to hit you. You have faith in the truth. You have faith in God's word and what he promised you what you know he said, and that's why none of Satan's lies are going to get to you and break your mindset. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's the last uh, component of the armor of God that he mentioned. So the first as the belt of truth, and the last as the Word of God, which is, of course, the truth. Uh, he ends verse, he, he talks in verse 18, talking about uh, pray at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alerted all perseverance. And then he keeps going on. But uh, I just had to put that in. When we pray, that's 
that comes with our the armor of the, the armor of God. Uh, when we put on the armor of God, we act it out by living in real life, but also by praying. Anyway, when Jesus was tempted, he always replied with, "It is written." Kaya yung encouragement ko for us today is a fact check natin yung devil. Let's fact check the devil. Let's fact check Satan all the time. He can try to tempt us all he wants, but we can always reply with the truth. Um, yeah. Okay, I really like this. I'm going to say it again just because I really like it. Fact check the devil. He can try to tempt us all he wants, but we can always reply with the truth. When Satan says, it's okay to sneak out and to lie to your parents, we can say, well, sabi sa Bible, honor your father and mother and you'll have a good life and a long life. So I'm going to honor my father and mother, not going to dishonor them. When Satan says, get on that website and masturbate, God, we can say that God is my only lasting source of satisfaction. As it says in Psalm 16, we can reply with the word of God and with the truth. When Satan says, you have no joy, keep wallowing in your darkness and in your depression, we can claim the promise, the truth, the word of God, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Two more examples. Sabi ni Satan, your sin will never be forgiven. Drown in your condemnation. And I feel like, you know, there are a few people listening right now that feel very condemned. They feel like they're not going to be forgiven. If that's you, the word of God says that there's no more condemnation in Jesus Christ. As it says in Romans 8 verse 1. It says in Lamentations 3.23 that God's mercies are new every morning. Every single morning, bago na naman ang mercies ni Lord in a good way. And lastly, when Satan says, be anxious because you can't control anything, we can always reply with the truth. We can always say, it is written. Satan, you're just lying to me. Satan, that's, uh, that's not true. You're a liar. God is in control. Sabi sa Philippians 4, verse 7, I think, I can present my requests to him in praise and thanksgiving and God's peace will guard my heart and my mind. Yeah, and that's, that's what I wanted to share with us today. Um, very important to guard our mindset. Very important to guard our mindset with the truth. And very important to counterattack Satan's lies and deception with the word of God. Next time, uh, we'll probably look a little deeper into spiritual warfare since uh, that's what I'm super interested in. If you found this really helpful, please tweet me at NatePunzalan6. I really appreciate the feedback. Um, and you can share this to, to a friend from church if, they, if you feel like what they're going through is spiritual warfare. Um, and I also encourage all of us to pray for our friends and for our nation because I'll, I'll go through this next episode siguro, but prayer is just so effective in the spiritual realm just as we can't see the spiritual war but we can't see the flaming arrows of the enemy but when there's a lie we believe it because we don't know it's an attack from the enemy we just and and that's why you know a lot of the things in the spiritual realm because you, you don't see it eh. Um, and it's the same with prayer. When we pray, when we say words out loud, you know, in Jesus' name, um, I pray for healing for the people listening to this podcast right now in Jesus' name. Uh, in Jesus' name, I pray for protection. I pray for encouragement. I pray that you'd lift them up, make them strong, and make them aware that prayer and spiritual warfare is super important. Um, and give them the mindset that 
they're already victorious in you, Jesus Christ. You know, when I, I just pray that, and when I pray stuff like that with words, and when you listen to it, there's something that happens, not just in your minds, but in the spiritual realm. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get into that more. But, you know, we'll look next time into spiritual warfare a little more deeply and in the fact that christians pray so defensively and so reactively we're always like oh the enemy's attacking oh i'm sick i need to pray for healing lord please protect me protect me which is okay okay there's nothing wrong about that but it's a war it's not a siege where you're just holed up in your castle and the enemy is trying to enter it's not a ceasefire. There's no such thing as, Oi, Satan, I'm not gonna attack you, so don't attack me. No, he's always gonna attack you. No matter what you do, attack or not attack. So, we have not only the capability, but even the responsibility to strike back. And even to strike first. So, we're gonna look at that in the next episode. Um, if you have feedback, if you would like to... Uh, email me even if you have a really long message uh, feel free to do that natepunzalan at gmail.com we'll look into how to attack the enemy so that they are paralyzed and unable to attack us back in the next episode Um, yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this one I enjoyed writing this this is what's in my heart this is what I'm passionate about and you know YouTube is where I put stuff na (laughs) <laughs> brand friendly and, and all that stuff but it's podcast that I'm gonna keep this for stuff I really wanna talk about with you guys so thank you for listening until the end let's seize the Carpe DM together